TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Thursday afternoon, August 17, 2023. What a delight to be back in the driver's seat. Filling in for Jeff Katz on News Radio 1140 WRVA 96.1 FM. And across the globe on the Odyssey app, JB, John Burkett, the Crime Insider, CBS 6. You're stuck with me for at least three hours. <laughs> so we've got three more hours of this. I know normally Jeff touches on politics. There'll be no politics today. So I hope you won't, uh, hoping to get a fill of it. But there'll be a lot of crime talk here on News Radio 1140 WRVA. We also have some fitness talk uh, with Mary Johnson Fitness. Uh, we'll go back to Barkbusters, my buddy Kyle Millwit. Kyle Millwit, we had him on last time about 20 to 30 days ago when I filled in for Jeff. Talk about the, uh, the, the listening audience here and just how they came through in big ways. Uh, Kyle got a lot of business off of our listeners here last time and uh, happy to have him. And his wife is going to join us uh, and talk a little bit about her book uh, that she wrote about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And producer man has got a good story about uh, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood as well. So uh, we'll also talk to Keith Culver from Vale Foundation. That's Virginia Law Enforcement Foundation. We'll have snippets of a uh, recent conversation I had with Eric English, the chief of police in Henrico County, and also the county manager John Vatok is talking about the rise of crime in suburban America. And obviously, uh, those of you out there listening probably watch the news as well and know that Henrico County has been hit hard lately with violent crime. Uh, we're talking homicides in the West End. We're talking drive-by shootings in the East End. We had a, uh, a shooting on the interstate last night uh, on Interstate 64. A woman, uh, 33 years old, was shot. Thankfully, uh, she survived. But I covered one in Warsaw, Virginia, yesterday where a woman was shot during a road rage incident. She passed away at the hospital at VCU in Tappahannock. And then there was also another road rage drive-by shooting on 664 Newport News where that gentleman did not survive either. Uh, kind of weird to have three of those in one day. And uh, I, I did I just finished an interview with the uh, Attorney General, Jason Miares, about uh, you know what he thinks about it. And he'll have that reaction tonight on CBS 6 News at 11. I can tell you that... Uh, uh, I brought up to him that some people are saying that uh, folks have lost their mind after this uh, pandemic, and uh, he doesn't disagree uh, with that uh, concept. Uh, and, and as far as people, they don't have patience anymore for some reason. Quick to, to to reach underneath the seat, grab a gun, and pull the trigger is what we're seeing out there in society. And also, uh, in my 5 o'clock hour, uh, well, before that, we're going to talk to Carl Leonard from the, the sheriff and talk about Jelly Roll uh, coming to the uh, the jail last weekend uh, and talk at 5 o'clock hour to my buddies Jim Fitzgerald, the old assistant police chief in Henrico County, along with my co-author of Bearing Witness to Evil, retired Captain Steve Neal. So action-packed, but we kick it off with a little bit of a bite. 
And in studio is my man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Clarence Key. Oh, man. And Clarence <laughs> is uh, an RPD missing persons detective. I've known Clarence for decades, and uh, he does yeoman's work down there, especially now that he's in the position of trying to solve some of these missing person cases. So happy to have Clarence with us here on the show. We'll talk a little bit uh, more about seven minutes to the break, and then we'll we'll pick up with some specific cases after that that he's got some updates on. But Clarence, welcome to the show, bud. Hey, John. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. So let's talk about your work, man, and some of the work you do. <clears throat> you've You've basically been back in this chair for missing persons for about half a year to a year now. Talk about what you do to to breathe life into some of these cases. Oh yeah, thank you, John. Um, actually, it's going on um, three years now almost. Wow, um, time time has flown by a little bit. It has, but uh, you blinking is gone, man. That's that's how it is, you know. But you know, first of all, I want to you know give a shout out to you all and what you are doing with Crime Insiders and CBS Six and your team there and. Um, of course, Brandon Brown and um, Reopening Case Foundation, man. You guys are doing tremendous work over there in the collaboration with the surrounding area and the city of Richmond. Uh, it's just great things I'm hearing about you. Well, we and, appreciate and that. We, and you, you're certainly welcome, brother. And, um, and and how you all are helping us, man. It's, it's, it's tremendous. And t- talk about some of the feedback you've got. It's important for these families to have their voices heard. Well, that's correct. Um, like, we were in here the last time. Um, we met. We were on with Sergeant um, Detective Sergeant George Wade, and, and he works the um, cold case homicide aspect of a lot of these cases. And man, the family—they they are so happy to know that RPD Richmond Police Department haven't forgotten about them. And that's the same with uh, you know our cold case missing persons. They are happy to know that we haven't forgotten about them. And, and what you all are doing in terms of putting this back in the community, putting it back in the public's eye. Is so important, and, and we are asking, you know, if, 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 if the public knows anything, if, if someone out there that knows something, you know, please contact us. And if they don't contact us, they will reach out to you all, and, and that has happened. And you all have shared information with us, and, and it's so instrumental. When you talk about the information you get, and I've heard you say it a million times, there's no information that is too small to help you. It could be that one thing you need in a timeline to bridge a gap, how important is that information, that, that little nugget that you need? That's right. It's so true. You know, we, we talk about that all the time, and um, we said that, uh, you know, someone might be out there that they said, man, you know, this, it's not going to mount anything, so I'm not going to share it, but but you never know. That little piece that you think that's um, it's not important might be the important part to bring the whole puzzle together, and uh, and that's what we need. That's what we need. So, you know, we we appeal to anyone that's out there that's on that fence, that's on that line, that's teetering. And I don't know if I should, you know, please do. Please do. You know, it it might be that little piece that we need. When we talked to Sergeant George Wade before and he in the puzzle has always come up. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's frustrating for you guys to have the entire picture of that puzzle. But you're missing the nose piece or, or you're missing the eye piece. Just one piece. That's one piece. Is all you're missing to put these, these cases together sometimes. That's right. And it, it takes time. It takes time. And, um, and Sergeant Wade put that, you know, he put that context in, into, you know, exactly like he said it, man. It's, um, you sit back and, and you look at, you got everything there. And, you know, it's just this little piece that you need and, and you, to bring the whole puzzle together. And so it's time consuming. 
it can be a little tedious, but it's worth it. You know, it's worth it to see um, the family and some some resolution and to bring closure. And one of the first things you do, Clarence, is when you get this case file, you just kind of go over it. And sometimes it's off the jump. You're re-interviewing folks from the get-go. Yes, that's that's right. Yes, sir. So, you know, we go back through, you know, through the years and we look at, you know, certain cases and, you know, the family may call in and it might be a case from five years ago, might be six years ago, or even longer. And we go through the file. And like, and like I said before, we don't try to Monday morning quarterback. You know, we had a lot of great detectives, man, to come through this city. Wonderful detectives, man. And um, they did great work. And we look through those files and see what else needs to be done. And uh, and we take it from there and to move forward. We got three thirteen here this afternoon. John Burkett, CBS Six Crime Insider, filling in for Jeff Katz on News Radio eleven forty WRVA ninety six point one FM. We're with Clarence Key, detective with RPD. We're going to have another conversation right after the break and get some specifics about a couple of cases we're working on with the Reopen the Case Foundation and also an update to a missing persons case that was pretty hotly uh, uh, televised here in in recent past. News Radio 1140 WRVA, John Burkett, CBS's Crime Insider, filling in for Jeff Katz this afternoon. And Clarence was doing the robot over here when it came into the music. <laughs> I tell you, man, this guy is a man of many talents. <laughs> so glad to have Clarence Key with us, the Richmond Missing Persons Detective, with us uh, here on the radio this afternoon. We're going to talk some specific cases. Uh, one of them being which is Maggie Stickler, Clarence, and she disappeared April 17th of 2022. Uh, I think one thing that her mom uh, hit me up with last weekend when it was discovered that she was found in North Carolina was that a, a bright light has been extinguished. And uh, that's the sadness of your job and, and what you do. Talk about what it was, that how you guys came about finding Maggie. Yes, First of all, I'd just like to say to uh, Miss Stickler and her family, um, I would like to share heartfelt condolences and sympathy to the family. Um, it's so sad. Um, you know, Margaret was, was a bright light. And, um, you know, she was loved, loved her family. And, um, and like you said, the report was filed back in April of last year. And, um, you know, she was... Um, I think Margaret was really trying to find herself, you know, and as most young people, you know, 20 in your early 20s, and you're just trying to find yourself. And I think the biggest thing with with Margaret is just, you know, the company that was around her. Right. Uh, that she was with. And uh, it's unfortunate. And it's that's unfortunate. still part of this, though. I know we did a story on Reopen the Case on, on Maggie mm-hmm. back in October. Right. Uh, and... Some of the the, the gentlemen and, and folks she had surrounded herself with, they're still part of this investigation. They are, they are, and um, you know, uh, unfortunately, at this time, I really, you know, not, you know, bringing their names into into this um, interview. Right. But yeah, they they are, and um, and actually, during that time period, when when you all ran um, that story on Maggie in October, it was around that time that remains were found in Wilson, North Carolina. And, um, 
and those remains ended up being Margaret Stickler. And you got the answers because of what? You had done something with mom that led you to those answers. Yes, sir. So, you know, during the course of the investigation early on, you know, and this is a part of the process in doing missing persons after a length of time is what we have to do. And it's, um, you know, I like to say it's, uh, <clears throat> it's something that, it's uncomfortable to talk about with the family. You know, they don't they don't want to think of their loved one being gone and deceased. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Not coming back. So we have to have that discussion and we have to um, talk about presenting DNA from the closest family member and sending it you know, to our state lab and having it put in NamUs and, and CODIS system um, in a national database. And so that's the conversation I had with Miss um, Stickler early on. And she understood. She understood. Because she knew after a certain amount of time had gone by, right. she felt the worst. Yeah. She felt the worst. She, she told expected us that. The worst. She yeah. told you that. She yeah. told us that. Yeah. And, um, and, and I assured her, I said, Miss Stickler, I said, we're going to do everything we possibly can to look for Maggie. And I'm going to be with you every step of the way. And um, we'll get to the bottom of it together. And she thanked me. But that DNA portion, though, Clarence, is, is very important. I mean, it's, it provided answers. You're talking within nine months. It, it, it's very important. It's very important. So when um, we agreed to meet and um, she drove in from, from out near Roanoke area, and she came in, and um, I think her sister was with her. And um, they came in, and, um, you know, we talked a little about the process. And um, she provided DNA which was um, turned over to our forensics um, unit, and our forensics unit was responsible for sending it over to the state state lab. And in in that process, it was you know updated into codes and names and what have you. Yeah, and, and it so we, hit hit pretty quick. Right. Well, it hit later. You know, because that that was done early on. Like um, she went missing in April. I think we did that probably about June, July, maybe okay. during the summer months. And so um, what happened down in Wilson was that um, some hunters was in that wooded area. that Found know, some found, bones. Found and... some bones, yeah. Wow. And then it, it matched up. And so from that point, of course, you know, um, Wilson contacted us and we had to present dental records down there that, that, partially matched up and um from that they wanted their state lab wanted their own dna specimen and so we agreed to meet with um miss stickler who came in and you know provided that and it did match up so not to to jump off that subject but we got a couple more cases that we're working on we got a little bit of time to talk about these cases here you've got three uh, recent missing person cases that we're working on in conjunction with the Reopen the Case Foundation, one of them being Devin Atkinson. Right. Uh, and a DNA sample would be awesome in this case, but you don't have it yet. 
Right. That's that's correct. Devin, Devin Atkinson, um, black male um, in his 20s, went missing last year, south side of the city. Um, that was in, I think, October. So it's, it's coming up. You right. know, it's coming up and uh, anniversary. And um, he was reported missing by his, his girlfriend and um, uh, had a um, small child. And um, what's so interesting about that particular case, the vehicle, which which um, Devin was operating at the time, it was a 2002, I want to say gray, gray Chevy, like suburban. Big. Type. Yeah, big, big vehicle. Yeah. That vehicle has disappeared. No signs of it. The family has looked everywhere. We have looked everywhere for that vehicle. Old boy doesn't have a bank account. Didn't have a bank account. Didn't have a cell phone. Wow. Yeah. And so... Um, so it is like the proverbial needle in a haystack. I mean, it, it, it really is. And one of the things... I think I spoke with you about it um, some time ago. I may have mentioned it the other day about um, running the flock system, our, our license plate system. And we got one reading early on on that it was an apartment complex, and we checked the apartment complex, and nothing since then, nothing. Uh, real quick before we go to break here, when I get in, Randy Klingman, he's the most recent. He's disappeared from Imperial Plaza. You guys have run dogs through nearby Bryan Park. No luck. What what can you ask for from the public for help on this one? Just um, and, and thank you for um, I know you all ran um, Mr. Klingman's early on. And that, that particular case is very interesting. We, we're asking the public, if someone's out there that knows something, please call in on Mr. Klingman. Um, he lived at Imperial Plaza for several months, and um, he, he loved being outside, and um, he actually loved to go fishing. And so that was one of the um, um, point of interest, um, the Bryan Park area that had a fishing pond and woods around in that area we wanted to definitely check out. And we utilized the plane, we utilized the drones, and, and we did indeed last, last week. We brought um, Dogs East, um, which I was familiar with from back 22 years ago with the Annie Horn case. And um, they came in and they were so helpful. And um, they brought two teams of dogs. And um, we searched around the, um, the wooded area near the Imperial Plaza, which backs up to 95, Interstate 95, and then over to the Bryan Park area. And um, searched in and around Bryan Park. I, I didn't have any idea Bryan Park was so huge. It's, it's a huge park. Detective Clarence Key joining us this afternoon, talking about missing persons in Richmond, Virginia. We got so many cases we're working on. Lovely Brooks is another one. I encourage our listeners to listen to, to go to wtvr.com, look up some of these cases. Randy Klingman, uh, Devin Atkinson, Lovely Brooks. We'll be right back into the break. John Burkett, CBS Six Crime Insider. Uh, filling in for Jeff Katz. Clarence, thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for being here, buddy. Uh, you, thanks for having me. Yep. You're certainly welcome. News Radio 1140 WRVA 96.1 FM and across the globe on the Odyssey app. John Burkett, CBS 6 Crime Insider, filling in for Jeff Katz this afternoon. Uh, before we get back to our first guest, Clarence Key, detective from RPD, I, I, I held him against his will here. He stayed with me. <laughs> we're going to talk about Lovely Brooks in a second. But we we'll just want to thank uh, Sheriff Carl Leonard for coming on, talking about the HARP program over there in Chesterfield County. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of guests coming up in the next hour, uh, uh, including the Barkbusters, Kyle Millwood. He's back. His wife also, Robin, talking about their book. Uh, but wanted to get back to you, uh, Clarence, because we did get to hit on Lovely Brooks, uh, who is a missing transgender 
uh, woman uh, in the city of Richmond, and I wanted to get to her case because you know I met her family, uh, very good people, mm-hmm. and they're very worried about Lovely and where she or he could be. Yes, <clears throat> and thank you. Yeah, Lovely went missing um, January of this year, and um, from South Side of the City, um, Baldwin Drive, actually. Um, I recently spoke with the sister, lovely sister who filed a report and um we, we, we try to stay in contact, you know, on a um you know, every few weeks, you know, we call or she'll call me. Um but some of the circumstances around lovely, she left the home um that weekend, um, early around noon, um, had a phone on her and just sort of disappeared, just went off the radar. Um she was residing with her father um, who that morning went to the store and Lovely was at home and um, when he left and once he returned, she, she was gone. And that's the last that they saw of her. And that's not her. That's not her characteristics, her lifestyle. No, no, not, not whatsoever. Um, she, she loved her family and she constantly stayed in contact with her family and especially with staying with her dad she was the, somewhat of a caretaker for him, and um, she, she would never just up and left like that. Now, one of the things about this case, it expands beyond Richmond. There, there is a Tri-Cities aspect to this investigation. Well, that's, that's correct. We, we did, um, we had some information that um, we received, and um, some individuals came in and spoke with us, and it led us to... Um, a little south of the city, you know, in the Petersburg, Hopewell area, down in that area. And um, so we're, we're still, we haven't closed that yet, but we're, we're still looking at some things in that area, and we're still waiting for some electronic uh, information to come back um, off some individuals that we were looking at, yeah. So did Lovely have her phone on her, or I, I can't remember the... the, the she, she did. She did. She did. And, and that's helpful in this investigation, obviously. It is. You can you can ping that phone. And that's correct. That's correct. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that is correct. What What do you need from the public for Lovely's case, especially, uh, to to help you in this thing? Well, we need the help, and and um, we we appreciate you bringing Lovely up and uh, putting it back out there. And again, you know, if someone's out there that knows something about the Lovely Brooks case. Please, by all means, just just please call in and let us know. All these missing person cases we're talking about, uh, RPD, uh, missing person detective, Clarence Key, you can be reached at what number? It's 804-646-6764 is our main number. Mm-hmm. And and they can leave information on that line for you? They they sure can. And uh, my direct line will, will be is um, 646-804-646-5984. I know they also, uh, we can solicit uh, tips to 833-RTCF-NVA or tips at reopenthecase.org. We certainly work closely with you uh, guys down there at RPD. And, and certainly if we get information that comes into the hotline, we'll we'll transfer it down to you. Yes, sir. And uh, we appreciate you being with us, uh, Detective Clarence Key from RPD. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk about these missing person cases. These things, uh, they're not easy for family members to endure. No, it's its tough. It's tough. It's really tough. And, 
And um, and we appreciate what you you all are doing in CBS and Crime Insiders and reopening the case foundation. And um, we we just appreciate it all, man. And I know the family members appreciate all you're doing as well. Well, Clarence, thanks for coming in. Thanks for stopping by. Listen, before we go to break, I do want to uh, reiterate to the folks, especially living in the near West End, uh, Henrico County, some in Richmond. I know I've gotten a lot of questions about this uh, inmate from Greensville Correctional that's on the loose, uh, Nassim Rulak. He's a 21-year-old. He uh, disappeared from custody at St. Mary's Hospital. He's there allegedly having seizures and uh, was on the sixth floor when he disappeared from uh, custody on Saturday morning. Uh, My sources are telling me they do not believe he is in the area. That doesn't mean let your guard down and, and not look for him but they don't believe he is still in the central Virginia facility, uh, vicinity. And uh, they, they believe he may have uh, traveled northward uh, is what I'm hearing from my sources. So uh, that doesn't negate uh, how serious of a matter that is because uh, this kid was, was locked up recently uh, serving 13 years time for uh, malicious wounding and some other charges. So again, take a good look at his picture at WTVR.com. Uh, but just to kind of put our folks in the near west end at ease, my sources are telling me they no longer believe he is in the central Virginia area. Listen, don't go away. Coming up next hour, uh, we will talk with Bark Busters, Kyle Millwood again. Uh, he was a hit last time. And then uh, maybe we can get some bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, <laughs> music to lead us in, maybe. And then uh, we'll talk to his wife, too, Robin, uh, right after the break about her book. Uh, that she wrote about Mitch, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It was uh, off of that uh, that book there that, that she wrote. And uh, we'll talk to both of them. It's a double whammy right after the top of the hour. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 